you are making the world a better place by listening to the Joy of Living podcast. This is your guide to achieving a more purposeful, powerful, and positive life. Join Barry Shore in unlocking the best version of you and becoming happier, healthier, and wealthier. And now, here's your ambassador of joy, Barry Shore. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good, and you found good in abundance today with our amazing guest, Jackie Campbell, but we'll be introducing her in a few minutes. It's just going to help you so much, and that's actually the reason you tuned in. You tuned in consciously and conscientiously to the joy of living with your humble host, Barry Shore, because you care the most in the entire world about you, Y-O-U. And that's great, by the way, because when you care the most about you, you're here to make the world a better place. Because when you become the best you, you build more bridges of harmony, you create more joy, happiness, peace, and love. And you will be better for it. You'll be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Because you know that on this show, we deal with the three fundamentals of life. And these three fundamentals are, number one, life, your life has purpose. And when you lead a purpose-driven life, number two happens. Now, in this case, a good number two, you go MAD. Now, MAD is a great acronym that stands for make a difference. You lead a purpose-driven life, you make a difference in the world. And the third fundamental is to uncover the power and the secrets of everyday words and terms. Everyday words and terms. So right now, this amazing show, this podcast is being carried worldwide through the internet, that magical, mystical, mysterious platform. And if you ask anybody, what does WWW stand for? And very this has to do with the internet. Now, factually speaking, they're correct. But in our world, the world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, WWW stands for what a wonderful world. And what is a word, right? W-H-A-T-A. <laughs> Whenever you hear the opening bars of that amazing song that Louis Armstrong, Satchmo, enabled to go viral and touch not just tens of millions or hundreds of millions, but billions of people around the planet, what do you do when you hear what a wonderful world? You start smiling right away. You can't help it. The smile on your face. Now, smile is one of the most important words you get over. Integrate utilize and leverage in your life because SMILE stands for seeing miracles in life every day. Seeing miracles in life every day. Now, I must tell you, when I right now I'm speaking, thank God again, to real people, you know, no mask, no hugging, and it's, it's good to be in the world again. And I tell, tell people about seeing miracles in life every day. People raise their hands and say, hey, Barry Shaw, Barry Shaw, I've been here for hours. I haven't seen any miracles. And I ask them, are you here? Can you hear? Can you stand still? I can't do that. Can you walk? I can barely do that. Do you have water, drink, food, tea to play, sleep, family, friends? Every single one of those is a miracle. What's the proof? The simplest proof. A million people didn't get out of bed this morning. You know why? They died. By definition, if you're watching this or listening to this, you didn't. Therefore, you have an obligation to live life to the full, live life exuberantly. Now, I got to tell you a little story. Imagine the following, standing up in the morning, hale and hearty, able to leave tall buildings in a single bound, and that evening being in the hospital, totally, completely paralyzed. That was me. And it was not from an automobile accident or a spinal injury, a rare disease, which I never heard of the day before, took over my body and rendered me what's called a quadriplegic. Nothing on my body moved, my neck down. Completely, totally paralyzed. Overnight, all I could do is communicate by blinking my eyes. I was 144 days in hospital, four years in a, I was two years in a, in a hospital bed on my own home. I couldn't turn over by myself. I was four years in a wheelchair. I had braces on both my legs, my hips to my ankles, and that was progress. Thank God today I'm able to be vertical and ambulatory with the help of a seven-foot walking wand. So I'm a tripod, not a biped. I still can't walk up a stair by myself. I can't walk up a curb by myself. And I've helped 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But you hear my voice, positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, all because of this one word, smile, seeing miracles in life every day. 
Like I'll tell you a quick story. <laughs> My eight-year-old niece comes over to me a few weeks ago. She says, Uncle Barry, Uncle Barry, can we spell smile? S-M-I-E-L. I thought about it. Smile, smile, sounds the same. Why not? Ask her how come. She says, because then it would stand for seeing miracles in everyday life. <laughs> Out of the mouth of babes. But what was she doing? She was creating the kind of world that she wants to live in. Now, create is a fabulous acronym that stands for causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. Because it's the way you think that makes a difference in life. It's called neuro-linguistic programming on the fancy term. But really, it's about shifting perspective. And you're going to be careful with shift. You're going to make most of the people I talk with, I speak with thousands of people every year. Somehow they don't pronounce the F, they drop it and the other stuff happens. You got to shift your perspective. And when you do that, you utilize the six most important words you'll ever learn and leverage in your life. And they are choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, not chance determines your destiny. Now, I got to warn you in advance. I have to warn Jackie, our wonderful guest, because she's so beautiful and wonderful. And I have to tell her in advance. I do use a lot of four letter words. I even use the four letter F U word. And I do it because of the shock value and it's fun. Now, of course, the four letter words that we use, because we live in the world of positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant, are love, life, hope, grow, free, gift. Pray, play, swim, mind. <laughs> and the four-letter F-U word is fun. Fun, yes. F-U, capital N, capital N. So after the show, when you see your family and your friends, and you uh, point your finger and tell everybody, F-U, remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. And say, where'd you get that? We said, well, I'm listening to the joy of living with Barry Short. He wants to teach the world to F-U. Capital N, capital N. Now, people say right away, hey, Barry Shore, fun is only spelled with three letters, not in our world. The world of the positive, purposeful, powerful, and pleasant. Fun is spelled F-U, capital N, capital N. Now, before we bring on wonderful, amazing Jackie, I'm going to urge everybody to use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day from now and the rest of your life because it will make a difference and it will help you Help your family, help your friends, and all living beings. And these two words are, of course, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To use these two words consciously and conscientiously, thanks stands for to harmonize and network kindness. To harmonize and network kindness. The Dalai Lama is quoted as saying, and I read in his writings, be kind whenever possible. And it's always possible, he says. So imagine you go into your coffee shop and you order your fancy latte and you sit down, somebody brings it to you. You say, thank you. You go to the coffee shop, you order a fancy latte, you sit down a few minutes ago, and nobody brings it. You go to the counter, you say, oh, I'm sorry, we forgot, we're busy, we'll bring it to you. you sit down, a couple of minutes go by, somebody brings you, you still say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining out, somebody holds the door open for you. You say, thank you. You're walking out of the coffee shop, it's raining, and somebody slams the door on you. You say, thank you. You're in traffic, you're late for an appointment, somebody cuts you off, you say, thank you. You get up in the middle of the night, and you stub your toe, and it hurts. You say. Thank you to harmonize and network kindness. Kind is a wonderful acronym that stands for keep inspiring noble deeds. I can't think of anybody that I want to share with you that inspires noble deeds more than wonderful, fabulous, amazing Jackie Campbell. Jackie, please say hello to 362,822 people around the world. Hello, 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 everybody. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, did you hear that? Wow, is she not wonderful? And by the way, that's not a put-on accent. That's a real accent from Britain. <laughs> she lives in the UK. Wow, by the way, Jackie, is a great acronym that stands for words of wonder or words of wisdom. And that's Ooh. what you do. You're a wow. By the way, I want to urge everybody, don't take notes. You're going to learn a lot of stuff today. Don't take notes. Just put your pen down, lean in and listen, let the transformation happen. Because everything about Jackie is going to be at my website, barryshore.com. Hello, www.whatawonderfulworld.barryshore.com. Everything about Jackie, what she does, and what she does is quite amazing. So just listen, use the listening process for the transformational information you're about to receive because it's absolutely wonderful. We are going to be discussing today one of the most powerful, difficult, emotional issues that exist on our planet. 
And it's, according to Jackie, we'll term it, because she made the term, youth mental health. Everybody knows that I'm a mental health activist because of my situation and being, I'm, I'm able to help people because I've been through stuff. You know, when you're paralyzed for years, people say, okay, you may know something. Okay, I do know some things and I try to share. Wonderful Jackie has created a phenomenon that's touching people around the world that's specifically relating to youth mental health and this word, we need to say it out loud, suicide. So I'm just going to be quiet and ask wonderful, beautiful Jackie Campbell to please talk to us, share with us about youth mental health and what we can do to make it strong and healthy and therefore not involved with suicide. Thank you, Barry. Thanks. Um, it took the suicide of my brother, Julian, for me to start seeing things from a completely different perspective. And at the time of his death, I was a, a teacher in a secondary school. So I was, you know, I was a consultant. I used to love going into difficult schools and failing schools and turn them around, turn around the results. It was, it was just something that excited me. And I, I, I appeared to be quite good at it because I got the results. And then uh, when my brother took his own life, that just changed everything for me. I saw everything through, through different eyes. I saw the stress and the anxiety and the depression that our young people had. Um, and, you know, it, it, I saw the stress that we as teachers put them under because we want them to achieve. The stress that parents, you know, and their high expectations put their, inadvertently put their children under as well. I saw lots of things through through completely new eyes. And then looking at the research as well, I started reading up so, you know, to understand that 80% of adult mental health illnesses are already seen by the time a young person's 18 years old. So if 80% mm. of them are already seen by the time a young person's 18 years old, there's a lot more that we can be doing in that platform from childhood to adulthood to support that young person, to help them manage their mental health and well-being, which is like emotional intelligence. So with my brother, even though he, he was 40 when he died and he had bipolar disorder, and then in my time of reflection, and it took, it took a couple of years, I went back each decade to when we were teenagers and saw that if he'd have had intervention when he was in, in his teenage years, anything from between 13 to 18 years old, that he would not only still be alive, he'd be the best version of himself. If he had somebody to support him. And that's how I started. I started looking at what would make a difference to my brother to change his life round. And I thought, hmm, as a teacher, it's all about achievement. And I loved it. I loved I was achievement machine. <laughs> you, know, all about, you, know, you've got, you know, you're going to leave school, you're going to have all of these wonderful results, and this is like your passport. And then and then I started seeing that you can have all the qualifications and all the achievement in the world. And if you don't have your mental health, and you know, if you if you haven't got that emotional intelligence, it doesn't really serve you that much. So that's when I started changing and looking at the first intervention that we did was mood mentoring. So as a school Good. Let me just, let me, let me pause there for a moment because you've yeah. given us so much. Oh, and sorry. I want to unpack just a, a couple of pieces. Uh, as we said, we work with acronyms a lot because they allow people to remember things. So unfortunately, the acronym we use for SAD, you already spoke about, it's called stress, anxiety, depression. Yeah, And that is a very heady cocktail. Stress alone oftentimes causes difficulties. But when you add in anxiety and therefore, and then move into depression, it's so difficult to break out. Now, health, we'll use as an uh, acronym, is, stands for helping everyone achieve life through happiness. That's what you do. Yeah. 
I don't just believe that you were a great teacher. I know it. <laughs> she goes, because you are, like you said, your achievement, you were an achievement machine. And yet you understood at some point it wasn't the academics were less important than the mental process, not the mental acuity, the mental processing of asking the questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And now what do I do? Yeah. So I'd like to go a little bit, very deep. I want to talk about stress because you mentioned it, you brought it up, and it's, again, the first letter in the sad process. And then I'll tell you how we work with stress and how we define it. But I want to hear from you. What is it that you as a teacher, an achievement machine teacher, <laughs> and your colleagues, and now with the foundation, how do you intervene with parents and with teenagers to not just reduce the stress, but to learn how to mitigate it and use it to advantage? Because I think that's really the great secret. You can use stress to advantage. Is that correct? Yes, yes. I mean, stress is a high energy and low mood, a mixture of the two of them. And what we what we teach our children, what we show our teach our children through mentoring, through drama workshops, through dance workshops, is that moods can be changed. It's not fixed. You know, a young person they come to me, they came to me and said, you know, well, my doctor says that I that, that I've got stress. And like it's fixed and that there's nothing that they can do to change it. And then we invite them to, to, to look at, you know, what it is in their lives that could be bringing on that stress. And we show them how to manage their stress and how to reduce it. So, for example, it might be just a small thing, but, you know, so if they've, if they've got high energy and they're low mood and they're stressed, then what kind of things can they be doing to reduce that energy and change that low mood to a high mood. So we look at things like, you know, exercise, for example, you know, doing, going, walking, running, playing games, that will bring down the energy and bring down that stress. Or talking with a friend, drawing, doing something that makes you feel really great, that can get the negative and push it over to the to the positive so you're in a more positive mood so young children are doing these kind of things already some of them they come to us they're already doing drawing they're already doing speaking with you know they've got a close friend but they don't realize the impact they don't realize that if they are stressed that there's two or three, three things that they can do immediately and it will impact it and it will change it so that's how we work by showing them that if you're stressed, it's not something that's fixed. It can be changed. It depends what you do and, and how you do it and how quickly you do it. This is so enlivening. And I use that word uh, purposely because, again, what we're up against is such sadness that people will take their own lives. And we're going to talk about that in depth. But what you're talking now is this, what we call shifting perspective. And especially for kids. And when I say the word shift, and I say, you're going to be careful with your Fs. You got to make sure you pronounce the F and shift, right? Because the other stuff happens. And that happens with most people. Because they get into a mindset that is really, as you would say, a set mind. In other words, you, you, you walk around with a label. I am, ah. I am, uh, and that's the label, and that's that set mind. What you want to do is shift their perspective to say, wait a minute, it's your mindset. You're the one who determines how you want to view the world. If you want to do it in a positive, purposeful, powerful, pleasant manner, we're going to show you how you can do that. Like you said, exercise, workshops, drama, in my humble opinion, or actually, I think comedy is, but this so this part of the same world. But the idea of acting, especially for young people, thirteen to eighteen, even up to twenty-five, is so powerful because it now enables them to go into a role and shift into an idea, and then shift out again. Make say, wait a minute, if I can do it in 
and acting with lines, I can do it for me. So they understand they become more flexible. Am I correct on that? Yes. Yes. More flexible, more able to control and manage, manage their, manage their moods. And that is the beginning of emotional intelligence to know how to manage yourself and manage your moods. And I just that. want to share with you quickly, yeah. the word mood is very interesting, right? M-O-O-D. What is it read backwards? Read it backwards. Doom. Well, that's what moods are, right? If Oh, I'm in a mood. Well, that's really doom. And if you learn that you are in control of your mood, you don't have to go to doom. You can be filled with joy, happiness, peace, and love. You like that? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, this is so wonderful. Youth, mental health. So let's continue some of the, the processes that you work with and, and show people how to manage and be flexible and, and, again, use the mood to advantage so you don't go to doom and gloom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, She's enjoying it. Jackie's enjoying this. It's wonderful. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> See, she just said thank you. The most two most powerful words in the English language. <laughs> so tell us more about what it is that we can do to channel these very powerful emotions. Everybody's been through 13 to 18. Most of our listeners are under the age of 80%, 85% under the age of 34. So everybody's been through teenage years. Mm -hmm. We call it angst in English, A-N-G-S-T. What a great word, angst. Mm -hmm. Everybody has it. What wonderful Jackie is doing, and again, spurred on by the, the suicide of her brother, her beloved brother, I'm taking it, uh, helped her now to touch so many people around the world with the foundations. So let's hear some specific situations that you use in teaching methods that helps people who are in a difficult place. Um, the, one of the most important tools we use is something called a mood map. And the mood map, uh, I wish I could show it to you, actually. Um, it, 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 you, you can see it's a map of the moods. By the way, Jackie is going to show you a mood map when you go to my site, barryshaw.com, because everything about Jackie will be there, and the mood map will be there, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the yeah. mood map is like the map of the world or somebody's being. Yeah, yeah. And it's got the, the high-energy moods at the top. And then the lower energy moods at the bottom. And we, we show it to the young person and we say, well, where are you today? You know, and they might be stressed, for example. So that will be high mood, low energy. And then usually by speaking with them and listening, that's the main thing, listening, we can find out what's behind it, what's behind all of the stress. And I find that Oh, I found that as a teacher, it's difficult for parents because parents are doing a lot. You know, they're working, they're supporting the family. The conversations they have with their children are going to be different, maybe getting them out of bed, getting them into school, um, you know, encourage them to, re to revise and do their homework, to eat. And, you know, and because there's just so much to do. And what we have, our mentors show up for one hour a week for each young person and they listen and they sit there and they listen for what it is a young person's dealing with starting with the mood map so the young person can say well you know yeah I'm anxious or I feel down I feel sad and then more importantly get to the bottom or get what's at the source of all of that and then listen and you know, that's really important because I assert that a lot of our young young children, they don't have the space where they can be. And a lot of us want to fix them or it's OK, everything's going to be OK. And sometimes it's just really important for the young person to be heard. 
again, so much to unpack and just share with people. Uh, I, the mood map is so interesting, and I'm glad those of you who are listening as opposed to watching, but you'll all be able to access the mood map by going to my website, barryshaw.com. As I want to make mention of something here, uh, I was blessed when I was 13 to 18 going through stuff, human, right? <laughs> Angst and all the things. Uh, we didn't have a mood map, but I had a, a, a really good relationship with a, a, a teacher. Her name was Mrs. Levi, actually, interesting enough. But uh, I remember she said to me one time when we were sitting, uh, we were discussing literature, and she said, I want you to look at me as if I'm a giant ear. <laughs> I laughed, just like you are, right? She said, oh, yeah, I, I looked at my eyes must have been bulging. I said, yeah, think of me right now. It's just I'm a giant ear, and I'm only here for one thing, and that is to listen to you. It took a few sessions, but I began to open up because it's not easy sometimes to get to the root causes. And as an ear, she just listened. So I was speaking not to a wall, but to an ear. And again, sort of the, the last five minutes and the last 10 minutes and the last 15 minutes after with a good trust bond built up, she was able to share with me. I asked her, well, what do you think? And she was able to give me input and feedback. And she taught me the following, which I've carried with me, by the way, for almost 60 years. You hear this? Almost 60 years. She said, here's what LISTEN stands for. She was an English teacher. LISTEN stands for Locating Insightful, Sustainable, Transformative Energy Now. Wow. I, <laughs> wow. That's from a teacher from 60 years ago. So I'm here to say, as an adult, having gone through stuff like you're mentioning, that yes, even though you might not see the results immediately, what happens when you interact with kids, 12 to 18, as you're saying, or 13 to 18, uh, and even older, is that once the listening process begins, the magic happens. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. the magic. Because you're right, parents are they're different and they have to be. They, they have so many stresses in their lives. And then most of the time, by the way, they never learned how to have a mood map. Wouldn't it be great if the kid came home and said, Mom, Dad, uh, I want to not both of you at one time, just one, no one. Let's take a look at your mood map. Where are you? <laughs> I don't know if you do that. I don't know if you ask the kids to go home and share with parents the mood map. Yeah, well, sometimes, well, we're actually supporting parents as well because it's difficult. Especially in today's world. Yeah. It does, it's not getting, um, how should we call it? It's not, it's not forget the word easy. Uh, the pressures of the, the pace of the world is are such that it, it's very difficult unless one has skill set like you're teaching. I mean, one of the reasons I love Jackie and asked her to be on is because she is sharing with us skill sets that help every human being on the planet. And that's why I'm saying right now, we have hundreds of thousands of people listening and we're, we're blessed that you're listening. And we ask you to share this with five people. I didn't say 50 or 100 or 1,000, five people. That way we'll touch over a million and a half people because these skill sets are useful every single day for every human being. Am I correct on that, Jackie? Yeah, yeah. It really, yeah, you're right. I mean, I we've found as well that that boys take longer to open up than girls. Um, and but you know, however, when boys open up, you know, they really do open up with themselves, you know, and you know what they're dealing with. And when we do our drama workshops, which is different from the mentoring because the mentoring is one on one, and the drama workshops we've got, we 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 work with up to three hundred. Um, young people at a time and then we go into breakout rooms of you know about 20 or 30 and then we look at certain problems or certain situations you know how to manage yourself on the on you know with social media 
um, body image, um, topics that are really important for young people today and what they're dealing with. And then they find out through those that whatever it is that they're thinking about their body or, you know, they're self-conscious about their body or, you know, or, you know, how, you know, how to manage themselves on social media. They find out that they're not the only one that thinks that way. And that's the really important thing, because when a young person doesn't open themselves up, when they don't do that, then they think they're the only one and they think that there's something wrong. This is fabulous. Um, I mean, fabulous in a very shake-up way. Now, we have wonderful uh, sponsors who just love the show. And so we're going to do a break right now, uh, just a couple of minutes. We'll come back because Jackie, she really makes a difference. She's a mad woman. She makes a difference in the world. So we'll be back right after this brief message. Don't go away. There's more Jackie Campbell. And there's solutions to stress and suicide. That's the good news. We'll be right back after this brief message. Thank you. Opportunity. What an opportunity. I'm going to use two four-letter words right now. Free gift. Free gift. Yes, you can have a copy of my best-selling book, The Joy of Living, How to Slay Stress and Be Happy, the ebook version for absolutely free. All you have to do is send an email to me, Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at barryshore.com, and in the heading, the subject line, just write, free gift. <laughs> it's as easy as that. This is a life changing life enhancing opportunity barry at barryshore.com you'll be glad you did thank you thank you thank you free gift do it now take the action make it happen right now best wishes bye imagine the kind of place you would want to shop for your favorite fur baby pet honest Pets.co. Well, you found it. Honestpets.co. Not .com, .co. This is your go-to spot for the best, the cleanest pet treats that exist anywhere on the planet. All of the brands go through a rigorous review to make sure they meet the high standards of cleanliness, health benefits, and naturalness. This site was started by a husband and wife team, and it's veteran-owned, and that care about pets, especially dogs and cats, and coming soon, bird treats. These are very nice young people who really care about making a difference because a portion of proceeds go to support veteran organizations with a focus on service dogs. This is the place where you want to go. You want to tell your friends this has the finest, yummiest, freshest, all-natural treats and stuff for your fur baby. So go there, honestpets.co honestpets.co. Do it now. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, beloved, immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking, she's always looking for, and finding the good, our cup runneth over with good. And it's a person. Her name is Jackie Campbell. She is headquartered in London, but she beams to the whole world because she is addressing youth mental health. She's making a difference. We call her the mad woman of London, making a difference for not just youth, by the way. Everybody can feel young. I don't care if you're 63, 73, 83, 103. It's a mental state. And that's what she deals with, youth mental health, to avoid the epidemic of suicide, teen suicide. Uh, We need to talk about it it's a subject that just must be spoken about. It's a dark subject, but you're going to shed light on it because we're here to make sure that we that another teen doesn't go that route. There is not only hope, there is help, there is health, and it works. So talk to us first of all about the, the epidemic of mental difficulties and teen suicide. Yeah, well, before the pandemic, we were already in um, a mental health epidemic. And by that, I mean that here in the UK, um, it's just been really difficult, or it was really difficult for for young people to get help. 
So in school, they, they get access to mental health services, but then there's a waiting list. Some of them wait seven months. Some of them wait up to two or three years to get the help. You know, so this, these are the talking therapies. And then when they get the help, quite often it's not the kind of help that would make a difference to what's wanted and needed. So that was going on before the lockdown. So when the pandemic happened, then it... it you could, we couldn't see how bad things were, first of all. I'm not quite sure what was going on in the USA, but for us, it was a time of our biggest growth. Many other charities that were closed, people were on furlough, they weren't working, they weren't allowed to work. And we were able to work. And that's when we started having volunteers from all over the world, helping us and supporting us and being trained up to support young people with their mental health. And that, and then young people and parents started coming to us more, and that's how it all happened. So you know, so our mentors. Well, yeah. This is amazing. You just said to me and to hundreds of thousands of people that, in some strange fashion, the pandemic and the lockdown was a benefit. Yeah, only for Thank us. Thank the Lord. Yes. Thank the Lord. He said, <laughs> "I need your help, everybody." Yeah, we could we could help everybody. And, you know, and people were contacting us, schools, you know, um, head teachers asking for advice. They wanted us to come and talk. We we did drama workshops, Barry, and I couldn't believe it because for me, drama workshops are up close and personal. It's face to face. But then, of course, with social distancing and the pandemic, we were not allowed to go into the schools. So we did it all on Zoom. And I was shocked. I never thought that that would be possible. We, you know, we tried it with Biliana, actually. We tried a, with a, a little group of young people um, and they were saying, oh, it was great. And I thought, well, if they're saying it's great and I, I'm not thinking it's not working, I'm thinking it's not working, then it's not for me to say whether we should do it. <laughs> if they're saying it's making a difference, let's do it. So we did. We did it with 300 young people in a school. 25 of us zoomed in from all over the world. I mean, I was in Colombia and the borders were shut down. You know, we, they were from Bulgaria and, you know, the USA and China. And I was shocked at how, how um, sorry, I moved here. I was shocked at how impactful it was and how much we could do over a Zoom call without one person stepping into the school. Hope, hope springs eternal. Hope stands for helping others progress every day. That's what hope is. Yeah. This is so fabulous. This is so, well, you're right. Uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm never at a loss for words, but I'm choked up right now. And I am just deeply moved and touched by what you said on three levels. One is that the kids liked it. So it didn't matter what you think. In other words, hello, I have to shift. Remember, shift, get that F in there. I have to shift my perspective because if it's working for them, that's all that matters. Bravo to the adults, okay? Number two, you said you have participants from all over the world. You were in Colombia. She means the country in Latin and South America at the time. In other words, distance doesn't matter anymore. Is it, in, in, in my humble opinion, uh, human contact is much better than non-human contact. And yet you, we saw that this process of Zoom, not so much teaching, but listening and interacting and drama workshop is acting, that worked by Zoom. Yeah. Not so much the teaching, but in other words, the result was positive. And the third thing was that you mentioned there are people, not just people all over the world, but people volunteered. Yeah. And that's the genius of life. You're never too old to volunteer. Never think you don't have something to contribute. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Everybody has something to contribute. As Mrs. Levi said to me, just think of me as a giant ear. <laughs> you know, so I started listening and laughing. Yeah. And it makes a difference. You know, those break the ice and get people to talk about these issues that once someone knows, you mean I'm not that 
I'm not the only person in the world who thinks da 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 or da da. Not only not the only person. Well, yeah, we all. I mean, that's that's how people think, especially in today's. You know, it's too easy to say this. Social media, in my mind, a lot of it is anti-social media, and not meaning to be so. In other words, oh, look at all these beautiful people. Well. <laughs> that's you know we're talking we're just regular human beings where some, some of us are tall short wide brown all different shapes and sizes and the ability to understand that one doesn't have to be tall handsome rich and not talking about you know men or women it doesn't matter it's who you are what you aspire to what your values are. I One of the reasons I also like love Jackie is because she, the Bible is part and parcel of her very life. I'd like you to speak with, to that because I think that's a motivating force in your life. Is that not correct? The glory of God. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. God. You know, too often people don't even mention G-O-D. Well, let's talk about it. <laughs> We're not yeah. dyslexic here. It's G-O-D. I'd like to hear from you, how that motivates you. For me, before my brother died, I I knew that he existed and it just wasn't for me. You know, I was happy with my life. I was happy. I was teaching. I was making a difference. It was, you know, about grades. And I remember my mom saying to me one time, Jackie, don't you think that, you know, you're, you're really successful, but don't you think that if you started praying to God, that your life would be even better. And I just thought to myself, well, why am I going to pray and ask somebody for something that I, do, I don't even know them? So why am I going to ask them for something? For me, <laughs> that just, was beautiful. I don't even know. God, who are you? <laughs> yeah, you know, however, with the, with the suicide of my brother and, you know, and then through his death, then that person died as well. You know, and then I saw, I saw why I was here. And then part of that was starting to have it, starting to have a relationship with God. You know, I remember praying and asking him, like, you know, if you're there, like, you know, please come to me. And, you know, and, and these, and, and there were just so many things happening that, that, that didn't happen to me before I started dreaming um you know i i started seeing things that i didn't see before and with the relationship that i had you know with god it was you know i started i got myself a little bible always had bibles around but they were there maybe for show not for anything else and i started reading and the first it's a sermon on the mount that i connected with um in matthew where it talks about you know blessed are the, you know, blessed are they, they that mourn and they should be comforted. And there was something that, and I didn't realize that was the presence of God. There's something that happened each time I read it, I would feel broken. Then I'd read it and then I'd start feeling pumped up. And then, um, and then started reading maybe just once a month, once a week, and now every day. You know, and I, I started reading in English and in Spanish and then French. And now I've got I've got a Portuguese Bible. Wait a minute. First of all, I know she's showing off, but I love her anyway. I got to tell her. <laughs> so she not only can read English. OK, a lot of people can do that. And she reads it in French and she reads it in Portuguese and she reads. I mean, you know, hello. How many languages do you read or speak? For me, it's it's the way the Lord is blessing me. That's the way he teaches me the languages. <sighs> I read the Bible. I start reading the Bible. And then when I finish it, I can speak the language. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going, to, I'm going to ask the question only because I think it's relevant here. And I'm prying into your life. Mm -hmm. Do you think, I mean, really deeply, that you are a better teacher and listener today because of your openness to god has it made a dramatic difference in your life as a channel yes because before 
if I wanted something, I would I would struggle to get it. And if I didn't get it, I'd be very upset. So, you know, let's say, for example, you know, I really wanted a job and I didn't get it. I would take it personally. And now I'll, I'll apply for the job. If I don't get it, then it just means that that's not God's plan for me at that moment. And so I'm just much more... I'm just much more relaxed about it all because my life belongs to him. And, you know, I want to do, I want to, I'm working for him, you know, and and it's him working through me to save the lives. I'm not doing anything. I'm just privileged that he's chosen me to do this. Um, so, as you know, we, we work with acronyms because they're important. They're ways for people to remember things. So there's an interesting word called a cog, C-O-G. So people think a cog and a machine, you know, one small cog and a giant machine, what am I? Well, without that cog, that machine doesn't work. And cog stands for channel of goodness, child of God. When you recognize that you are a channel of goodness and you're a child of God, and you're right, you have achieved, you've achieved nothing, but at the same time, you achieved everything, which is part of a plan. And the ability to enable younger people, like we're talking about 12 to 18 or so, or even little bit older and, and parents too this ability to recognize that 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 in itself reduces the stress <laughs> right mm -hmm. manages the stress and enables a process of relationship if you get a relationship with god you can have a relationship with someone else you can even have a relationship with yourself oh my gosh yeah. unless you have a relationship with yourself and it's a positive self-relationship, then you can grow. You could become a sequoia. You could be a sunflower. You could be a wheat. Doesn't, I mean, this, is, this is genius what you're saying. This all happened because your mother said, Jackie, why don't you have something to do with God? Yeah. And you listen to your mother. Yeah, well, maybe not straight away, but some years afterwards. Right. You know, okay, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's a it's it's a process, not an event. I think part of what we're discussing today, we're talking about youth mental health, um, the ability to stimulate strategies for what we call younger people. We're all young people. <laughs> it doesn't matter the age. It works for everybody, but certainly for people 12 to 18 who are really in the most stressful situations in life, generally speaking, because they don't have tools. When you give people tools and strategies, you potentially enable them to eliminate the possibility of suicide because life is a struggle. With God, it's still a struggle, but you know it's part of a plan. Yeah. And therefore, the struggle. So again, I'll, I'll be very personal. I was a quadriplegic. One of the greatest events that happened to me, I'll make it very short, but just tell you, because you might want to share this to some people someday. Uh, it happened to me, I think it was the third week I was in the hospital. I had, they were always picking me up, putting me on a gurney, moving me, doing tests and such. And they had one particular nurse, male nurse, who had been with me three or four days. And he stopped in the hallway, leaned down, he asked me, he said, Mr. Shaw, can I ask you a personal question? No, I could barely speak. I said, yes. Okay. He said, this is what I do. I work with people who are paralyzed. I've never met any. Never, I've never met anybody who's not angry and bitter. How come you're not angry and bitter? Because I wasn't. And I realized he was asking me the great existential question, which is, "Why God? Why did you do this to me?" Right? But that's not what I was asking. I was already, thank God, had a relationship with God. But I, still, I was asking. Why me? I'm just a regular guy. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> I'm just here as a bunch of protoplasm. I can't move. I might not ever walk again, move again, anything. And yet, Jackie, at that moment, the greatest calm in my life, up to 55 years on the planet, 
no matter what was going to happen, part of the plan. Calm. And I think that's what you're able to impart to younger people with the drama workshops, with the strategies, with your love, with your teaching, so that the sad part, the stress, the anxiety, the depression doesn't necessarily lead to where they're going, that it can be not just arrested, but shaped and formed and used to advantage and now to grow, right? That's what you're doing? Yeah. And you're doing that with this amazing foundation, which is touching people all over the world. Again, you go into the, the, my website, barryshow.com, and you're going to see what Jackie is about and what she's doing. And you will be touched because this makes a difference. She's a mad woman, as we said. She does mood mentoring. She does the mood map, the Center for Emotional Intelligence, which every human being on the planet wants and needs emotional intelligence yes you know to be able to to get a good grade on a test that's very nice but what's your emotional intelligence (laughs) can you do you know if you're a chess prodigy can you do anything other than play chess can you actually talk to anybody your relationship with a human being the same thing with with everybody so let's just go deep we only have a few more minutes uh what would you say, because I'm going to ask you, can you give us the two most successful, powerful strategies that you have come across, that you use, that you encourage people, especially kids, to use? The two most powerful. For the children rather than the parents. So for the children or for the young people, it's important that they check in with themselves, you know, so using the mood map after a while, they can actually just stop and think, where am I in the mood map? Is my mood high? Or is it, you know, is it a low mood or is it a good mood? Is my energy high or is it low? Because once they check in and they see that maybe the way they're behaving is because they are stressed or anxious then they can then stop, check in with themselves and then do one or two or even three things to bring themselves down. So one good thing is taking a deep, 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 deep breath and holding it for as long as possible and then, you know, letting the air out slowly because that's a way to shock the system and bring it back to calm. Also, you know, they can... um, you know, talking and and listening to, you know, find somebody that they can speak with and let them speak and let that other person listen. Or it can be, you know, going out and going for a walk and talking at the same time. But the most important thing is, is that they need to check in with themselves because some young people, they might not know what their mood is. You know, they have breakfast, they go to school and they haven't checked in and they don't realise that they're, that they're high energy, low mood. And because they haven't checked in, they haven't done anything about it to bring it down. And it's really important to do that minimum four times a day. This is how we show them to do it. When you wake up in the afternoon, late afternoon, in the evening, you know, and we encourage them to take a little journal, make a little journal as well, because there's nothing wrong, as you said before, to be stressed or anxious or depressed, the most important thing is knowing where you are. You might want to stay there. You know, sometimes I might be feeling a bit sad and I just want to stay there, you know, just for the evening. I might want to feel sorry for myself. Right, but that's a choice. Yeah. And again, remember the six most important words you could ever internalize, utilize, and leverage your life. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. So our time at this particular juncture is coming to a close. I'm going to ask you three quick questions. Wonderful, Jackie. You're fabulous. I love you. By the way, TALK is a wonderful acronym. It stands for Teaching Always Love and Kindness. Teaching Always Love and Kindness. That's what TALK stands for. So three quick questions. Number one, will you come back again? Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) number two you have 80 seconds only to answer this question 80 seconds only 
Jackie Campbell, what is your most fervent desire? My fervent desire, or or it's a statement, I want to stamp out teen suicides. I want us to live in a world where it isn't um, an option, it isn't a choice, it isn't even in the conversation. It's not an option. Yes! I love you! <laughs> and the third is, may I give you a hug in front of 362,820 people yes, around please. the world? Okay, but yes, let me tell you what hug stands for. Hug stands for harmonizing. Unlimited giving. Wow. Harmonizing unlimited giving. Are you ready to count to three? One, two, three. Yay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you again. She thank you, Thee, to harmonize and network kindness. You've been listening to and loving the joy of living podcast leader, humble host Barry Shore, and our amazing guest, Jackie Campbell, who literally just made it so that suicide, especially teen suicide, not an option. That's what she just did. And this show is all about you. You becoming the best you. When you're the best you, you make the world a better place. You spread more bring more harmony to the world, build more bridges, you create more joy, happiness, peace, and love. And the result for you is that you'll be happier, healthier, and wealthier. Who doesn't want that? When you use the three fundamentals of life, number one, life has purpose. When you lead a purpose-driven life, you go mad. Mad is a great acronym. You become like Jackie. You make a difference in the world. And third is to uncover and unlock the a power in the sequence of everyday words and terms, like smile, seeing miracles in life every day, as my eight-year-old niece says, seeing miracles in everyday life. Create the kind of world you want to live in, causing rethinking, enabling all to excel. Remember, shift happens. You got to pronounce the F in shift, or the other stuff happens. Use the six most important words in your life, choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Choice, not chance, determines your destiny. Use four-letter words like love, life, hope, free, grow, play, pray, swim, mind. You can do it, yes. And use the two most powerful words in the English language three times a day, every day for now and the rest of your life. Thank you. Thanks, the answer to harmonize and network kindness, to harmonize and network kindness, and teach the world to F you. But remember to add right away, capital N, capital N. Did you hear that? I listened to Barry Shaw. He wants to teach the world to F you. Capital N, capital N. That will enable you to create a conversation. You say, what are you talking about? Well, I heard Barry talking to Jackie Campbell. We're eliminating teen suicide. It's not even an option. How do you do that? Well, listen to the podcast and share with five people. Get the mood map and you will become mad also. You make a difference. So our blessing from Jackie and Barry is go forth, live exuberantly, spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go mad. Go make a difference. Jackie, don't go away, okay? Thank you. Good day, beautiful, bountiful, be loving immortal beings, and good-looking people. Remember, you're good-looking because you're always looking for and finding the good. This is a special section of the Joy of Living podcast. We call it Insider Tips. And here's where you learn some really important information that is great for you. Y-O-U. Remember, that's what this show is all about. Joy of Living podcast is all about you becoming the best you. We are honored today to have with us an amazingly beautiful person. Her name is Kalia Ali, A-L-I, and she's a healthcare advocate. She's a activist. She's an author. She's a daughter of one of the greatest athletes in American history, Muhammad Ali. Yes, that Muhammad Ali. And she's a wonderful person. <laughs> and she specifically is oriented to helping the issues surrounding uh, obesity and specifically how the black community has been disproportionately affected by obesity. So we're just going to jump in and say a couple things. Number one, welcome, wonderful Kalia. Oh, Barry, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm just so happy to have this opportunity to speak about something so dear to my heart uh, in so many ways. Obviously, it's been a very personal yet public battle for me, and I know it affects so, so many. Uh, you know, I'm here today to specifically talk about black Americans, uh, but we know that obesity affects 
everyone, but disproportionately the black community, with four out of five black American women that are either overweight or, or obese, and 76% of all black adults either overweight or obese. We have to really step back and acknowledge that this is an epidemic in our country, um, and, and one that I have uh, struggled with personally um, since, since childhood. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to just by ask, start asking you questions, and we really want to hear the answers because it makes a difference for the people listening. So here's an interesting question for you. Black Americans, as we know, have the highest rates of obesity and severe obesity compared with other races and ethnicities. And four out of every five Black American women, you hear that? 80% of Black American women are overweight or obese. Please talk to us about this and the role that it plays in other areas of one's health. Yes. So, you know, again, um, this is an epidemic and uh, the comorbidities um, are, are real and the toll that it takes on your life personally is real. You know, I had the wonderful opportunity uh, to sit down and speak to four incredible women. Uh, we had a very powerful roundtable session, all of us as black women expressing our own unique journey in the battle and the continued fight against weight, which, by the way, I'd like to mention you can view. I encourage you to please sign on, regardless of your background. It's a powerful conversation. There's insights, tips, and tools, and an empowering message for anyone who's struggling, male, female, regardless. And you can find us at www.familydoctor.org slash healthy weight or simply hashtag fight to flourish on social media. And please don't be shy. Uh, join the conversation. It's, it's all about taking the first step. Um, and, you know, I always like to say with self-love and doing something for yourself um, and inquiring within and knowing that there are resources and community, which is so important. Because as I talk to you this morning, I'm at my lowest achieved weight ever, but I know that this isn't a sprint. I'm not at the end, Barry. You know, this is a marathon, and it's going to take a community, tools, and um, for me, it was bariatric surgery. It may not be for everyone, um, but collectively gathering and, and fighting and, and moving forward. I'm just so thrilled to team up with Ethicon and the American family of physicians. Um, you know, the battle is real. And for me specifically, and maybe others too, it's, it's all too real. I, you know, lost a very dear friend, my best friend to obesity, uh, comorbidities, cardiac, and also possibly complications due to COVID too. COVID disproportionately impacted, impacted rather, everyone um, across this world, but it, it disproportionately affected the black community. Based on all of this, why is it so important to have an individualized approach to weight loss? And what does this look like, wonderful Kalia? So healthcare is deeply personal. And everybody's different. What works for one person may not necessarily work for other. A medical professional can help you to determine the best plan for you under your own unique circumstances. This is important. The most critical of things is to get in contact with a source, join a community such as the one we've created, and connect with others like you to take the first step forward and always, always keep fighting. I can't emphasize that enough. I look back at my own history, and the one thing I can tell you is the common thread that ran through everything, whether I was winning or I was losing, like my father in the ring, I refused to give up, and I was always fighting, and I always will. And with the kind of tools and powerful roundtable talk that we had that I'm, I'm so thrilled to share with you, um, you know, you should really tune in and, and see what's there. And maybe this will be like putting your gloves on, listening, you know, and getting ready to fight. Again, at www.familydoctor.org slash healthy weight or hashtag fight to flourish. 
in the spirit of fight to flourish, which I love, what advice would you give other women facing this journey? First, I would say to kind of be quiet and go within. There's a lot of noise out there and shame about what we should like look, look like, what we should do. Um, you know, sadly, by the time we show up to a doctor's office, we've, we'll call it, we feel that we've failed or lost the battle so many times. So it's, it's an act of bravery and courage, but also extreme will. You've got to dig deep to fight and not want to give up and take that first step uh, with your physician and get some inspiration from wherever you draw your inspiration. And I hope we're able to provide you some with the roundtable talk that we had because every single woman shared her journey, her story, her battle, and um, they're really powerful testimonials everyone and anyone could relate to, including mine as well. People should go to www.family.org slash healthy weight or hashtag fight to flourish on social media. I'm, you know, uh, so thrilled I was able to partner with Ethicon and the, the American Academy of Family Physicians um, and uh, looking forward to sharing more with you there. And please don't be shy at hashtag flight to flourish, uh, join our voices. You'll have the chance to speak up too and be a part of the conversation and the fight together. Thank you for being here. It's such a delight and a pleasure. And as we do on the end of Insider Tips, and we urge everybody, everybody take advantage of what you learn here. We end with a hug, or maybe we begin with a hug. So I'm sharing with you, wonderful Kalia, hug stands for heartfelt, unlimited giving. On the count of three, one, two, three. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We say to everybody, go forth, live exuberantly, spread the seeds of joy, happiness, peace, and love. Go make a difference. Go mad. Oh, Barry, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joy of Living podcast. Now that's another step towards your healthier, happier, and wealthier life. Never hesitate to do good in the world, no matter what the situation. Join us for another upbeat discussion next time at BarryShore.com. And be sure to leave a rating and subscribe to the show to get more conversations like this. And remember to share it with your family and friends too. See you on the next episode.